Magazine. Listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, FM 101.9, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there from 1978, Sweden, the Rude Kids with Ragara is a bunch of, and there's going to be some offensive language in this show, so please tune out if you're easily offended. Motherfuckers! Ragara is a bunch of motherfuckers by the Rude Kids, 1978, out of Sweden. This particular record was alerted to me by Damien of the band Fucked Up. I was reading 
in Enemy Magazine from a couple months ago, and Damien listed this as one of the heralded hardcore songs of all time, and perhaps the first hardcore song of all time, 1978, The Rude Kids from Sweden. Today on the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show, interviews with, from Detroit, Michigan, Danny Brown, and from Atlanta, Georgia, Macon, Georgia, the rapper Young Jeezy, plus a whole bunch of stuff that has been sent to me. Right now, before we get into some Danny Brown, here's something that was sent to me by the Ketamines from Lethbridge, Alberta. We're going to hear now, Kill Me Now, from their Spaced Out release that's going to be coming out soon. They're going to be in Vancouver on June 9th for Music Waste. Spaced Out is coming out on Mammoth Cave, their own record label. They're going to play some Danny Brown and then an interview with... Danny Brown, and then an interview with Young Jeezy on Denardwar, the human serviette radio show on CITR Radio. Here's the ketamines with, right now, Kill Me Now!
14. Got a sand on the 40 with the infrared beam. His daddy locked up and his mama is a fiend. Catch a trickin' on the corner knees, dirty on her jeans. And night he never dreams, cause he hardly ever sleeps. Laying in the bed, facing someone else's feet. So late night he creep, walk around these streets with the same hoodie on, even wearing for a week. He wants something to eat and his sneaks so scuffed. Just looking in his eyes, you can tell he living rough. Standing outside the gas station, puffing on the Lucy. Dropped out of school, cause his peers are pure Gucci. And they won't Gucci. And this that rapper's talk. Robbed an old lady, but his man got caught. Will he get out? Man, I really don't know, bro. I hope I find out after the guitar solo. The goods are so low. The goods are so low. After the goods are so low. So what she wanna do is find herself a drug dealer Her dreams and goals in life is to be saved by Again, And when she get far, I really don't know, bro I hope I find out after the guitar solo The guitar solo After the guitar solo The guitar solo I'm Danny Brown. Danny Brown, welcome to South by Southwest. Thank you. Happy to be here. Danny Brown, is it true you like pierogies? Um, yeah, I kind of like pierogies. I mean, fried, I don't even know no other type of way you eat them. But, you know, back home is a place called Hamtramck, which is kind of like, I guess, Polish community. And they have real nice pierogies there. What about spice? Do you like a lot of spice on things? No, I'm not like a spicy guy. I can't really eat too much. Like hot foods, I get like, I start like mucus and crazy. Well, I thought you really are into the spice, and I got you a gift of some spice here. Some total, some spice. Oh, spice one. Oh, shit. This is like, okay, spice one. This was the first rapper. Like, my dad was young. He had me when he was 16, so he introduced me to a lot of hip-hop, but it was hip-hop that he didn't introduce me to, and Spice One was, like, the first album that I was over at my friend's house, and he played it for me, and I was like, what the, f you know, what is this shit? And, um, yeah, East Bay Gangster. <laughs> so it was like tapes back then. So I made him dub me a copy, and I listened to this album countless times. That's a gift for you. Some vinyl for Danny Brown to welcome you. Thank you so much. And this actually has the instrumental version, so I might freestyle off this. East Bay Gangster is one of my favorite Space One songs, actually. And I was also thinking about your dad some more. Okay. <laughs> okay. He got you into the Egyptian lover, too? Yes, he did. He got me into the Egyptian lover. But that's pretty cool. Egyptian lover. I mean, 
my dad was a house DJ, so he just listened to a lot of like I guess different types of music that was you know for that time, you know. Now was he getting into some E40 as well? Because I have another gift for you there, Danny Brown. <laughs> the E40, I can say he helped me a lot in learning flow, if I can say that. You know what I'm saying? Like just melodies and different things of that nature. But E40 was like, I don't know, man. He's like, I, I, when I first started selling drugs, to say that, E40 was like the first rapper I felt like, instead of like co-signing what I was doing, he was kind of like teaching me and letting me know the ins and outs and what was right and what was wrong. And thank you to E40 because I'm rapping now because of this. An guy. instructional record, kind of. Uh, yeah, man. He's the, man. This is E40, man. It's Charlie Hustle, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Danny Brown, are you still mad at KFC? KFC? Why would I be mad at KFC? The KFC parking lot. Your teeth. Oh. <laughs> no, I can't really blame KFC. I more so blame myself for just being um, that dumb at that time. I mean, my friend, he let me borrow his bike. And I remember I was uh, I was on the bike. And I was looking at him. He's like, bring me my bike. You know what I'm saying? And instead of me just looking to go both ways, I just rode out into the street and... The rest is history. And it was a KFC parking lot? It was a KFC parking lot. I used to live right across the street from a KFC parking. I mean, a KFC for like... No, Danny Brown, you have some interesting friends, don't you? I mean, I guess I'm an interesting kind of guy. <laughs> One of your friends was friends with Jay-Z's tour bus manager, driver guy? No, what happened with that situation was, yeah, my, my, my friend who was helping me out that time, his uncle was actually driving Jay-Z's basketball team for Rucker or whatever, the basketball tournaments in New York. And, you know, he hitched a ride thinking maybe that's a way we can kind of do something. But it didn't work out. <laughs> it was a fail. <laughs> that's a neat connection, though, eh? Like, when you're younger and you know about a connection to Jay-Z. I mean, I guess. I don't know. And it helped me. Because <laughs> you were in Detroit. Yeah, I was in Detroit. I am still am in Detroit. Danny Brown, tell me about Detroit rap, Esham. Oh, shit, you taking it back, acid rap. Esham, I actually discovered Esham just one day being a kid, and I was walking around, and I found the tape on the ground, and I picked it up, and I went home, and it was actually Esham's Judgment Day. It didn't have no writing on it or nothing, and I listened to the show. I was like, what the fuck, you know, what is, this is crazy. And when my cousin came in, he's like, man, you listening to Esham, you're going to go to hell. And I, and I didn't listen to Esham no more until I was old enough to understand his genius. You I love that you found it on a tape, just on the ground. Yes, just a tape, just a random tape on the ground, and I just picked it up, and I played it. How about DJ Assault? Ass and titties. Ass and titties. Ass and titties. Like, a lot of people don't know, like, Detroit, like, I guess every city has, like, they thing, like, when you go to clubs and you go to parties and they have their music that you dance to. In Detroit, Ghetto Tech, DJ Assault, like, that's our DJ Godfather, like, that's our shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Disco D. Like, I could go on and on about that, man. Danny Brown, what are the penis palms? The penis palms are actually my lyrics, I guess. You know what I'm saying? I mean... Most of my raps, I guess, come from the dickhead instead of the brain sometimes, you know? I guess I'm thinking with my dick when I write. I don't know. <laughs> You're not the first rapper from Detroit to think about his dick, are you? Um, I guess. I don't know. Who's the other one? Well, we have one right here I'd like to ask you about. Mr. Mr. Kid. Mr. Kid Rock. Mr. Yeah. Kid Rock, yodeling in the valley. Yes, yodeling in the valley. And this was actually produced by Too Short, who's another rapper that thinks with his dick. And I learned a lot about Too Short. Yes, this is amazing right here, man. This is, oh, look at the hot top fade right here, man. Kid Rock. A lot of people don't know Kid Rock is like 
a real hip hop enthusiast. He's an excellent DJ. You know what I'm saying? So, love to Kid Rock, man. Has he, he ever given you any support? Does he reach out to Detroit at all? Do you know? Have you tried to hook up with him? I've never met Kid Rock. I was actually recording in the studio that he used to record in, so I felt some type of connection with that. You know what I'm saying? But I never met Kid Rock. Hope to one day. You know, I'm friends of friends with him. You know, so hopefully one day. Shots, okay, Rock. And you are Danny Brown. Quote, I blank bad bitches to Stacy Lattersaw. I fuck bad bitches to Stacy Lattersaw. So I have a gift for you there, Danny Brown. What do we have right here? Some Stacy Lattersaw, for sure. And Stacy Lattersaw, man, she's a bad bitch for that time, man. I really, man, you know, I really like to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, what can you say about Stacy here on the nice cover of the record? She's looking fine, eh, on this cover? Man. Stacey Lattersaw is sexy than a motherfucker, man. Look at that, man. This type of girl. I want, I want, I want a, man, I want a bitch like this right now, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Did your dad get you into Stacey, too? No, I think I actually got myself into this. You know what I'm saying? I think I seen a Stacey Lattersaw video when I was a kid, and I got a boner, and then I was a fan ever since. Well, I'm giving that to you, <laughs> so the boner can continue. <laughs> yes, the boner does continue. I'm getting older now. I'm probably going to need Viagra in a minute, but, yeah, Stacey Lattersaw is sexy, man. Look at that. Danny Brown. She got the peak toes on. Man. All right. <laughs> I was wearing Danny Brown, Detroit. Back to Detroit. Do you drink Fago? Fago. I love Fago. Actually, I'm so plain. My, I'm like a real soda drinker, but my favorite Fago is actually cola. <laughs> what can you tell the people about Fago? Like, that's unique for Detroit, isn't it? And the ICP love it, too, don't they? It's actually like. Fago, Better Made, Cars, Peanuts. You know, we have, like, a lot of, like, Detroit homemade products that we just take pride in. Like, I love Sweet Barbecue, Better Maids. You know, holla at me, give your boy a couple boxes. And also Fago. You know, I love Fago. I was born and raised on it. I think I actually got Fago pumping through my veins, might be, man. Have you ever been to a gathering of the Juggalos at all? Oh, I've never been to a gathering. I'm kind of afraid of some things like that, you know. Why? Juggalos are kind of insane. I don't think I'm a Juggalo type of guy. I'm more cool. I like to get, you know, I'm laid back. You know what I'm saying? I just want to fuck with Stacey Lattersaw and shit like that. I, you know, whoop, whoop. Shouts out to Juggalos, though. <laughs> Danny Brown, what about the East Side Cheddar Boys? The East Side Cheddar Boys is actually one of the first group studios that let me use their studio, and I used to go record with them. Actually, one of the guys from Eastside Cheddar Boys, Tough Tone, shouts out to Tough Tone. I used to battle rap that guy every day in high school. That was like my arch nemesis. And then once we got out of school, we ended up just being best friends, man, recording a lot. So shouts out to the Eastside Cheddar Boy. Rest in peace, wipe out, you know. Tell me about Flanders Street. Flanders Street is actually where I grew up. Oh. Is there a lot of musical history there from other people that have grown up there? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> but really, see, Flanders is the east side of Detroit, and that's where I moved from. I mean, I moved there to, like, when I was in the first grade or some shit, but the east side is not really, like, where I'm from. Like, my, most of my family is from the west side, like Linwood. You know what I'm saying? So I moved to the east side, but I always came back to Linwood because I felt, you know, that's my heart at. What is the frat house? The frat house. I thought that's your bedroom, the frat house. You call your bedroom that. No, I don't call my bedroom the frat house. Because uh, frat house symbolizes a lot of dudes, I think. If anything, why should it be the sorority house? You know what I'm saying? Baboom. <laughs> <laughs> but going way back, though, grade five, you rapped at your grade five graduation or something? What do you remember about that? Can you spit any lines from that at all, Danny Brown? The only thing I remember at that time, I wasn't even writing rap shit. I was just freestyling. The only thing I remember, I just had the beginning of the rap, and it was congratulations to all the fifth graders, and I went 
from that. So I don't know what else I said at that time. I remember my pops was there and he had a huge smile on his face. He was like, wow, this guy can rap. So I don't know. I remember, but it was fun. What did the rest of the kids think? Did they give you a standing ovation? Nah, they was cool. But um, it was really like my teacher, my fifth grade teacher, Miss Capen. Shouts out to Miss Capen. She was like an older white lady, elder, I guess you know. And she just, I rapped one time in class and she just took a liking to it. And anything that involves me and I can get into it and start rapping, she always put me into it. So I think actually Miss Capen is kind of like a huge influence on my career, to be honest, because she influenced me to, you know, she she figured out my talent. It was like, you're good at that. You should keep doing it, you know? Danny Brown, did Canada influence your haircut? I don't know if Canada did. I guess RK Fire. You know? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I guess you can say that, yeah. Canada, the Windsor Casino. Yes, I look at that all the time. It's important. Town. Yes, because you can see right across the river at it. You know what I'm saying? So I never really been to Canada too much. I used to go as a kid. We used to go to Wheels Inn. So shouts out the Wheels Inn. You know what I'm saying? Do you remember any Canadian TV shows at all? I don't know, but I remember Mr. Bean. That's like my <laughs> all-time favorite. And I guess Kids in the Hall, too, was my shit as a kid. And you also have some shouts out to Canada in your lyrics, too, don't you? I mean, I love Tim Hortons, if that, <laughs> if that pops up anywhere. But, yeah, and also Molson Ice. So, yeah, I love Canada. I guess, you know, Detroit and Canada, we have our connections, you know? Totally, and also, quote, purple like a... Raptors jersey. <laughs> yeah, that's tight. Yeah. What about the squid on the ice? Are you aware of that? You know, Detroit yeah, games? The Detroit Red Wings, you know what I'm saying? When, when, when it's going down, I guess that's when a hat trick happens, huh? They, they throw the squids, they throw the octopus on the, on, the, on, the, on the ice, you know? I'm really tuned to my city, you know? I know what's going on. <laughs> Have you been to some games by the wings? I've never been to a Red Wings game. I've never been to a Lions game. I've never been to a Tigers game. Only been to Piston games because, I guess because I'm black and we can get free basketball game tickets or whatever. <laughs> But whatever, I've been to Piston Games, though. Have you ever thought of having anybody throw any squids on, like, the court when you're doing performing? No, I don't think I, I don't think squids are permitted at rap shows. Someone throw a squid on stage and, you know, I'm going to throw a timber tantrum. Did Syntex make an action figure for you, Danny Brown? Yes, how do you know about Syntex? Just on Tinstex. That's like one of my best friends back home, you know what I'm saying? He's a... I met Syntex just seeing his work around the city. He's a graffiti artist. And I always was like, man, if I could meet this guy, I'd love to, like, you know, him work on the album cover or something. I, mean, I actually had the chance to meet him. We ended up clicking, being good friends. And he made the hybrid album cover. And now he has, like, an action figure that he's just designed. And it looks amazing. Where can we get it? I mean, you know, we're still in the process of figuring out how we're going to get it to you. And that's what I was thinking. Hmm, I'll have to give you some sort of little toy action figure to compensate while you wait for your doll. <laughs> We have some break dancing figurines for you, Danny Brown. Yeah, see, I used to have, oh, I never had the, this is kind of weird. But I never had these, I always had the army guys, you know, the one he laying down on the ground with the gun and shit. I always had the army guys, but them shits used to hurt if you leave them around and wake up barefoot and step on them shits. So, or swallow them. Did you ever try to eat the army guys? I chewed on these shits all the time, though. I, I, I had a problem with chewing on my action figures. Like, all their hands would be disfigured by the time I get with them. I don't know. That's just, I guess that's why my teeth are so fucked up. I don't know. <laughs> this one here, though, has a ghetto blaster as well. Like, I guess that's like the machine gun of the sort of hip-hop version. There's like a, look, a little ghetto blaster right there. I see, I see the ghetto blaster, yes. Yes, this is like a hip-hop. When I, when I see this, all I think about is do the right thing, though. <laughs>
And you're quite qualified to comment on those things, aren't you, Danny Brown? Because you love video games. You love action figures. Has anybody given you your own video game? Because you're really qualified, aren't you? I mean, that's something I hope to do in the future. I'm very, like, knowledgeable of video games, I guess you can say in some sense. So I know what people want to play, and I know what I want to play. And right now, I feel like the video game industry has been lacking substance in their content. You know, we need some better games, you guys. I'm tired of paying $60 and only entertained for two days, man. Come on, man. Gotta, you know, they gotta step it up. Danny Brown, what can you tell the people about Hex Murder and Trick Trick? Hex Murder and Trick Trick, I would say they are like the policing of the hip hop in Detroit of some sense, you know. I mean, to make it out of there or to get in there, you would have to go through them in some sense. Do you remember your first babysitter at all? Um, Yeah, my first babysitter, yeah. She kind of like, you know. Let me suck on her titties and stuff. <laughs> she was kind of like freaky. She was way older than me, though. But, yeah, she kind of put her hands on me. That's quite amazing. Uh, yeah, I kind of liked it. It started off with that. <laughs> Danny Brown, Detroit. Yes, man. No, I were. Austin, Texas. Yeah, South by Southwest. I'm, 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 you know, I'm ecstatic to be here. Danny Brown, Detroit, the Motown Museum. You ever checked that out at all? Um, I walked past it countless times in my life, but I've never been in there. I took pictures in front of it before, but I've never been inside. You know, it's actually right next door to a funeral home. It's kind of weird. <laughs> Greenfield Village, some other Detroit attractions. Greenfield Village. Why can't tell the people about that? I've been to Greenfield Village in elementary school, like on field trips and shit, but I don't even remember what goes on in there, to be honest. <laughs> but, yeah. It's the Henry Ford Museum or something like that in there. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just, I guess at that time, I was just so little kid, just, I don't know. What were you fixated on when you would go into something like that when you were younger? What were you thinking about? Nothing. Because, I I don't know, I never was, like, into that type of shit. Like, I don't know. I just always, as a kid, I remember I always was into into music and shit. And I hated, like, going to, like, field trips to farms or, like, to circuses. I never was into, like, going to, like, going out to shit. Where did you want to go, though? Where did you want to go? Like, they went to a farm. You didn't want to go to a farm. Where would have you preferred to go? To the studio? Like Danny. Yeah, man, that would have been tight if I'd have got to take a tour of the studio or some shit like that and see where music was made. Like, I didn't, as a kid, you know, you think this shit is so far-fetched. You don't even know, understand, just listening to music. You don't know what's the process of how it was made or none of that. It took me to grow up and learn and just study music and figure it out, you know? But as a kid, you don't know. I think that would have been the most tightest shit in the world for me to get a field trip to a studio or some shit, you know? Danny Brown politics, Coleman Young. Do you remember him? Yes, Coleman Young was like one of our, you know, most popular mayors, I would say. A lot of people look up to him, you know. He was just a black dude that ain't take no shit. And he looked out for the city, but I guess in some sense, the city hasn't been the same since he had it, so whatever. <laughs> Danny Brown, did Dave Chappelle really show up at one of your video shoots? Is that true? Yeah, but I didn't get a chance to see him because I was downstairs shooting, and he was just upstairs kicking it with a couple of homies that he, you know... So who saw him? Who verified this story? And was he really there? ASAP Rocky saw him, so you can verify with ASAP Rocky, you know. So, hey, Rock. That's amazing, though, that he would show up. Like, he's totally a mystery, isn't he? Like, do you know why he showed up? Any idea? This is incredible. Dave Chappelle is, like, a huge influence on my music. A lot of songs I wrote just off of his show alone. You know what I'm saying? So, shout out to Dave Chappelle, man. Huge influence on me, man. Winding up here, Danny Brown, Dilla Day. You play Dilla Day. What can you tell the people about that? It was a whole day? Dilla Day. I mean, Dilla Day, I think that's the day we remember Jay Dilla. That pretty much is a whole day around the world, to be honest, I feel like in some sense. But yeah, I played Dilla Day. You know, shouts out to my Duke. She hit me up and wanted me to come through. And I was honored to do that because, you know, I never met Jay Dilla. i just a fan of his music. I freestyle off a few of his beats, you know. So, in some sense, for his moms to want me to come, you know, and, and perform, I felt real humble and I was just gracious to do that, man. 
Lastly here, Danny Brown, have you had any Jamba Juice recently? No, I haven't had any Jamba Juice, but I could go for some right now for sure. All right, Danny Brown, anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Narwar is great, man. Shouts out to Narwar. <laughs> well, thanks for the support, Danny Brown. Keep on rocking in the free world and do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Now I spit a 16 straight with no punch. Remember all the dinner, all we ate was Captain Crunch. Now we blow big notes on our way to brunch. Went from good fella to commissary slips. Now I got back up, man, every time I slept. Never ever quit, I just kept on pursuing. Teacher always asked me, what was I doing? Scribbled in my notebook and never did homework. Low attention span, guess these Adderall work. Rock Tommy Hill shirts, ones with the boat. Rock poor kicks way before we even... Used to have baby lungs choking when I Nowadays makes a whole seven in a sitting Remember back then, man, we thought we grown up Rushing at a kid just to be grown up Yeah Rushing at a kid just to be grown up Yeah Whoever thought I'd be the greatest growing up Yeah Whoever listening to CITR Radio FM 101.9 Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada and the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there Danny Brown with Grown Up and before that an interview with Danny Brown and before that Danny Brown guitar solo and before that the Ketamines with Kill Me Now. Coming up, an interview with, from Atlanta slash Macon, Georgia, Young Jeezy. And to prepare you for Young Jeezy, here's something that Danny Brown mentioned in the interview that I had with him. Stacy Lattisaw. Here's Stacy Lattisaw with Party All The Time.
are you? Young Jizzle. You know what I mean? Bottom of the map. Young Jeezy, welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Already, homie. Right off the bat, I have a gift for you. What you got? I have a Bob Marley poster for you. But you could have brought some weed, though. <laughs> boom. Could have smoked with him. You love the Marley, though, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I rock with him. Young Jeezy, on your tour, Meta World Peace dropped by, and the same with Rondo. Yeah. Did you get a lot of B-ballers coming out? Yeah, yeah, B-ballers, D-ballers, you know what I'm saying? Everybody come hang with the kid with them in the town, man. You know, shout out to Rondo. I was out in Boston, he came through. You know what I'm saying? Um, World Peace came through out in L.A., you know. Ron Artis, shout out to the homie. What do you think about B-ballers that do music? Like, for instance, Meta doing the mixtape and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know who you're referring to, but I feel like it's America. You know, you can do what you want to do. You know what I mean? Especially if you got the money to do it. You know, if the people accept it, cool. If they don't, then you know what it is. Specifically, Young Jeezy, I guess I was referring to these b-ballers right here. What do you think about these b-ballers and their rapping? Oh, yeah. I mean, Shaq did platinum one time. I got to give him his props. He had a song I liked before. Who was this? Kobe Bryant. I didn't know he done that. He might want to stick to playing ball, though. He's good at that. Young Jeezy, you are Young Jeezy. Of course. And you're who now? I'm Nardwar the Human Serviette. That's right. That's right. Now going... Urban philosopher, Young Jizzle. 
Young Jeezy, before you were Young Jeezy, you were Lil J? Yeah, yeah. You know, that was my hood name. You know what I mean? He started calling me young because I was a younger cat hanging around the older cats. And then, you know, the jizzle came from, Jeezy came from my voice. It was always raspy. You know what I mean? I was curious, did you ever hear about this Lil J at all that was out there around the same time you were? This Lil J? Nah, I never heard of him. All about J, Lil J. Yeah, I'm glad I changed it up, huh? Yeah, baboom. Yeah, believe that. What do you think about the young rappers, like Criss Cross right around this time? What do you think about them? I mean, you know, I never wore my pants backwards. You know what I mean? That's what you're asking. But, you know, I mean, coming from the A-Town, they had a little, you know, a, a little run. I have another question for you, Young Jeezy, about the history of Atlanta hip-hop. Okay. What can you tell me about MC Shy D? MC Shy D was hard, homie. Like, what do you mean? That was Georgia at one point. You know what I mean? MC Shy D. Uh... Who else? Kilo G. Um, it was a few of them. You know what I mean? What you know about this, though? That's what I was going to ask you about. This amazing track here on the back that's called Atlanta. That's where I... Yeah, that's where I stay. That's what's up. Yeah, and you mentioned Kilo. What can you tell the people about Kilo at all, Young Jeezy? I'm trying to turn up. Huh? <laughs> Kilo G was one of my favorite rappers, man. You know what I mean? Growing up, Kilo G, Sammy Sam... You know what I mean? The whole Edward J movement. You know what I mean? DJ Smurf. A lot of those cats. Where you find this at, though? In Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Had to find it for Young Jeezy. That's right. That's right. Turn up. Young Jeezy, in Macon, did you know a rapper called Sonny Spoon? How did he help you? Um, Sonny Spoon was one of my one of my partners. How you know that? Huh? You think you slick, huh? He's one of my partners. You know, we started off kind of doing the same thing. He ended up going to prison. But uh, I think he's home now. And, uh, you know, you're a cool dude, man. He had a song called Dirty Bird? I mean, I didn't do that song with him, if that's what you're asking. We did a song before. Called The Game? Yeah, yeah. How you know that? He works in the FBI, man. You know what I'm saying? I got to fucking watch you, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're young Cheesy. Yeah, I know, but shit, come on, man. That was 10 years ago. Young Jeezy, when you were growing up, and you mentioned this in the documentary, this gentleman right here, he really helped your day, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, I got a lot of respect for Pete and, and what they was doing at the time, him and um, Birdman, you know, the whole cash money movement, the whole no limit movement, it was a big part of, you know, our culture and, and what we was, you know, listening to and living by at the time, you know what I'm saying, if you weren't bout it, bout it, you shouldn't bring your ass outside, you know what I'm saying, if you wouldn't blink, blink and don't take your ass to the club, that's basically what it was, you know what I mean? Did you ever think about getting a doll yourself, or is there a young Jeezy doll that I could have brought to this interview? Nah, man, he's the one and only, man, you know what I'm saying, we ain't selling no dolls around this motherfucker, <laughs> not at all, no dolls, you should get a doll though. A nerdware to human serviette doll. be hard though, straight up. Young Jeezy, in Atlanta, the Ghetto Burger. Have you had the Ghetto Burger at all from Ann's Snack Shack? Nah, nah, man. I'm more of a Chantrell's Busy B person myself. You ever been there? No, I haven't. You got to check out Busy B, Chantrell. You know what I mean? I, I never had that Ghetto Burger you talk, you're referring to, though. What about Abdullah the Butcher? Do you remember him, the wrestler? Nah, I, I wasn't really into that. It was fake as shit, so I just didn't even bother with that. Because he has like a house of ribs in Atlanta, I saw. I was wondering if you ever ate there at a house of ribs in Atlanta. I know where Gladys Knight Chicken and Waffles at. I don't know about the house of ribs, though. Oh, really? What's the Gladys Knight thing like? Yeah, it's cool, man. I only, it's, it's chicken and waffles. I don't eat, you know, ribs and pork and shit like that anyway, so that ain't my thing. You know what I mean? 
Have you ever experienced a Luther burger, or at least seen people eating the Luther burger? Have you heard of that at all, Young Jeezy? Nah, not at all. What's that? The Luther burger is a cheeseburger, and instead of bun, they have Krispy Kreme donuts as the bun. Oh, that sounds like a problem, man. <laughs> I don't eat that shit. But that, that apparently originated in Atlanta. Yeah, that shit give you high blood pressure, man. You don't want that. <laughs> Young Jeezy, on your new LP, you have a song called Super Freak. Yeah, definitely. And you have the Titty Boy, a.k.a. Two Chains, on there. Yeah, yeah, it's the homie. Now, speaking of super freaks and stuff, strippers, have you ever been to the Claremont Lounge at all in Atlanta? No, nah, I've been to Magic City, Onyx Strokers, Follies, you name it, I've never been there. Jazzy Tees? Of course, I'm, I'm a member. Kamal's 21? Of course, it's right up the street, you know what I mean? Now, I was curious, regarding the Claremont, I heard that there's a stripper there called Blondie that can crush beer cans with her breasts. Yeah? I don't know, but I know in the Blue Flame is a chick that can stick a whole beer bottle in her shit, so I know that for a fact. You know what I mean? Make it disappear and come back, even with roses on that shit. You should go check it out Thursday night. Amateur night. Young Jeezy, there's this clip out there of you refing a swim race between Michael Phelps and... Sap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we, we was um, down in Miami kicking it, and, uh, you know, Michael Phelps is the homie, so we was out kicking it, and, and Warren felt like he wanted to race him. You know what I'm saying? I, I know he lost for a fact, though, I remember. But, uh, yeah, you know, I had to ref there. I think we bet some push-ups or something, if I'm not mistaken. That was an unusual situation. Does that happen all the time for you, Young Jeezy, refing something like that? Nah, nah, not at all, especially not in the pool. You know what I'm saying? The only thing I want to ref in the pool is the women. You feel me? Young Jeezy, you have a song called OJ. Yeah. Now, speaking of drinking and stuff, what do you like to drink? I'm, I'm a vodka dude, homie. Like, you know, I don't do the brown as much. You know what I mean? I drink the white. You know what I mean? You know, Ciroc, Grey Goose, Belvedere, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? I sip a little wine every now and then, you know, when I get grown. But that's only on the weekends, you feel me? The Coca-Cola headquarters is in Atlanta. Have they ever invited you to hang out there at all? Nah, the only Coca-Cola headquarters I know is on Bankhead. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they, they invite me to hang out there all the time, to be honest with you. <laughs> Baboom. Yeah, they ain't selling Coke either. <laughs> yeah, not in the can anyway. Well, thanks so much, Young Jeezy. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? I mean, you know, it's what it is. It's the world on this side, man. Y'all fuck with the homie, man. He turned up right here. Salute. Let's get him. Well, thanks so much, Young Jeezy. Keep on rocking in the free world and do do the loot do What's that mean? <laughs> Almost. Do, do, the loot, do. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm a mic dominator, and suckers can't hang. And I run with three fellas and not no gang. See the two mic fresh and my cousin LC is now in effect, in a place to be. But we came to rock the house where all your bumps have had it. Don't roll on us if you got static. Cause me, myself, I'm going for broke. Don't play me for a sucker, I ain't no joke. Kicking it hard in Atlanta, GA. That's where I live, that's where I chill. Yeah. That's where I stay. You know what I'm saying? Check it Every day and night, or being at home. 
Mike Tyson fight Or running with my crew all over the town Or chilling in a club watching people get down And I only do this in Atlanta, GA That's where I live, that's where I chill That's where I stay You know what I'm saying? Check it out Still listening to CITR Radio, FM 101.9, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, MC Shy D with Atlanta. That's where I stay. And before that, an interview with Young Jeezy. Coming up now on the interview show known as the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show. Well, when you say the word interview and you say the word radio show, there's music too involved in a Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show. And I must thank Shane from Stone's Throw Records. Thank you so much, Shane. You have sent me a giant box. No joke. It's like a Stone's Throw box filled with vinyl, mostly vinyl, a couple CDs as well, some program guides from their anniversary show. Incredible. I can't even just comprehend. It's going to take me weeks to go through it. And sure enough, I'm going to go through it on an Ardwarda Human Serviette Radio 
radio show. So I'm going to play right now a couple things that were sent to me that were contained within the Stone's Throw box. Thank you again, Shane. Going to play some James Pants, some Jaunty, and something from the Quakers. So, right now, thank you again, Shane from Stone's Throw. Here's James Pants with Strange Girl on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show.
Finnegan's wake of four lines after the quake, like Murakami. And if you didn't get it, maybe you should ask your mommy, like, listen, it sound like earth rock. Sound like a sample, and a sample is hot right off the turntable. Straight into the SP, and it burns the cable. The aftermath is messy, like tricky, like hell is around the corner where I shelter. So if your girly want to come to visit, no, I'll melt her. The second I felt fur, I made it through the magic doors. It's tragic, but the hop's hardly hip anymore. Like, keep it real black, the shack, supermarket funky. Music, you're better off selling crack. Maybe you'll rap about it. Like little Cuban links, experience will show you what a true man thinks in the beginning. And that's good for your health, but later on in life, where's yourself? You must stimulate the end of functional society. Not the society, but the us society, because without the S, there's no us. And why? We must manipulate ourselves to transitorize far.
And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. Thank you again, Shane's from Stone's Throw. We just heard a whole bunch of stuff that you sent me in the Stone's Throw box. Just heard right there from the Quakers, the brand new Quakers release, heard Cream, and before that, The Beginning coin locker kid before that heard some jaunty with firework spraying moon before that some james pants with i live inside an egg and before that some more james pants with strange girl as i mentioned shane sent me all this stuff from stone's throw record thank you very much also have received stuff from other places too and got something here from a little letter. I'm just opening it up right now. It is from JJ. And it says, Howdy Nardwar. My name's JJ and I've got a band called JJ and the Real Jerks from Los Angeles. We just put out this 7-inch on Pat Tob, Pat Todd from the Lazy Cow Girls record label and wanted to shoot you a copy. We play straight ahead, in your face, rock and roll. Hope you dig it. Thanks for checking it out. So, gonna play something by JJ and the Real Jerks. Gonna hear by JJ and the Real Jerks, The Ringer. Then gonna hear something that was also sent to me by Leaning Tree Records, a couple seven inches. Hi, Nardwar. Hope you enjoy these two singles I've put out. Thank you for all you do. Hope you can make it back to Saskatoon, Canada someday. Leaning Tree Records. And going to hear from Leaning Tree Records, going to hear something from the rock and roll combo all the way from, if this is right, Nottingham, England, Cult of Dom Keller. And that is on Leaning Tree Records from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Thank you so much for sending that. And probably a few other things will be jammed in there as well. But right now, here is JJ and the real... Jerks on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show.
And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show. You just heard right there from Costa Rica, the Great Wilderness with Kitty Plain. Thank you so much, Great Wilderness. I met you guys in Austin, Texas. Didn't get a chance to check out your show, but my friend Randy did and really enjoyed it. Said there weren't a lot of people there, but he took photos and gave it to me and I'm able to listen to music and kind of experience it right now. So thank you so much again, The Great Wilderness from Costa Rica for giving me this CD here. Again, the track... Kitty Plane, The Great Wilderness. If you want more information on them, thegreatwilderness.bandcamp.com. Thegreatwilderness.bandcamp.com. Kitty Plane by The Great Wilderness from Costa Rica. And before that, something that was given to me quite a few months ago. Sorry, Tim, it took so long. Kind of brand new, at least brand new to an hardware to Human Service Radio Show. It's been on the CITR playlist for a while. But my own personal copy that was given to me. Thank you so much, Tim. The Ballantines, we heard, with the Railtown Abbey. The Ballantines on the La Tida record label. That's LaTidaRecords.com. L-A-T-I-D-A Records.com. LaTidaRecords.com. The Ballantines with the Railtown Abbey. And before that, the cult of Dom Keller with painted skulls. And that was sent to me by Leaning Tree Records from Saskatoon. And if you want more info on Leaning Tree Records, I've got a whole bunch of great records out. Check out Leaning Tree. Oh, it's Leaning Trees. I'm sorry. LeaningTreesRecords.com. LeaningTreesRecords.com And we heard, as I mentioned there, the cult of Dom Keller with Painted Skulls. Thanks again for sending this to me. Really appreciate it. And they are from Nottingham, or at least was recorded in Nottingham, England. And before that, JJ and the Jerks with The Ringer. And JJ and the Jerks are from Los Angeles. To end an Ardwar to Human Serviette radio show, more stuff that was sent to me. Hey, Nardwar, how's it going? It's the latest project from notorious slacker cartoonist Ted Dave and his diligent, overachieving pal Julian Rawrence, both of who you may remember, from Drippy Town Comics, last seen in 2006, and By Nothing Day and July 4th Toilet. It's the popular... Pocket Caligua Specialty Price Demonstration Model EP. The whole record will be available March 15th. Sorry again, Ted Dave, just a bit behind on this. We recorded this at the factory in Vancouver with John McLean as engineer and Sheldon Zarco as second engineer. One interesting little side note, let me say, about the factory is the factory has the same board that they recorded Bon Jovi on. Well, that's, you know, pretty exciting, slippery when wet. But also it's the same board that they used to record the Benny Hill theme. The Benny Hill theme. Yes, it was brought from England all the way to Vancouver. Sheldon has worked with Built to Spill, Jane Sibbery, Marilyn Manson. Of course, Ted does not mention Benny Hill as well. The Benny Hill theme. The first song that we're going to play right now, Put the Kettle On, is about all the old English rock stars who don't ever need to work again for the money, yet still insist upon going through the motions and phoning it in. I wrote this one after seeing The Who and Roger Daltrey came out for the encore holding a hot beverage mug like he couldn't wait for it to be over to have his tea. Pocket Caligula 
played the Railway Club in 2010 on September 5th. But then our guitarist Lorne moved to Edmonton. So we invited Julian Lawrence, formerly of July 4th Toilet, to join. More recently, Pocket Caligula has played a couple of shows at the Cafe Montmartre and the Iron Road Studios. And a couple at the Dental Lab. And Occupy Vancouver, all viewable, viewable on YouTube. So that's Pocket Caligula we're going to hear right now on the Nardwarty Human Soviet Radio Show with Put the Kettle On, Pocket Caligula. Put the Kettle On. Thank you, Ted, Dave, and Julian, for sending this story. It's taking a while again to get to it, but we're going to play it right now. And after that, going to play something by MC Front A Lot. And it's MC Front A Lot with MC Lars guesting as well. The song is Captains of Industry. And I'm pretty sure I got this at the Nerdcore Showcase at South by Southwest. At South by Southwest in Austin, Texas, there's tons of concerts that always happen. And every year I end up where I really belong at the Nerdcore Showcase. I try to get like into the Pitchfork Showcase. It's all packed. You know, why did I even think that I would get in there? Why do I even think I would belong there? No problem getting into the Nerdcore Showcase. Every year it delivers. And we're going to hear something from MC Frontalot with The Captains of Industry. An amazing track. An amazing track by MC Frontalot. And they're going to end the Nerdwater Human Serviette Radio Show with something by The Pygmies from Calgary, Alberta, with Girl I Want. And this was sent to me as well. Thank you so much for listening to the Nardwarder Human Server Here Radio Show. And thank you to all the bands that have sent stuff. I love it. Send it to Nardwar, the Human Serviette, and it is care of CITR Radio, 6138 Sub Boulevard, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, V6T1Z1. That's CITR Radio, 6138 Sub Boulevard, Vancouver, BC, V6T1Z1. Or if you want to email MP3s, nardwar at nardwar.com. Here's Pocket Caligula on the Nardwar, the human serviette. Well, let's just check before we don't we don't play the wrong thing here on the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show. This is after giving that big, long introduction for Pocket Caligula. Want to make sure that Ted Dave's will be respected. Yes, there it is. Track number one, Pocket Caligula on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. On CITR.
stars who's got good talent and he flaunts it and he drops fat hits every 100th concept. The onset of his rapping is blunt. It beats you up in the manner that he'd call post-punk. You know the fans can't get enough. Always holler for more. Think they're even louder than they were before. The previous encore. Just hope they let him off stage soon. Vital business in the back where the hoodies are strewn. Come on. My boyfriend is always managing his vocal takes. Playing up his weird persona every day. He integrates. You want to hear a rap about a game from 82? Good news. MC Fonalaz got songs for you. Full of rhymes that he drops. Pretty hot Make him rock with the style he concocts Nerdcore, hip-hop, flashlight on his head This homeboy went and started it Grabbing your allowances, he knows how to market it My boyfriend is in the t-shirt business My man Lars is in the t-shirt business Look at us, we're in the t-shirt business I thought we were musicians, what is this? Front Alive is in the t-shirt business MC Lars is in the t-shirt business Both of us are in the t-shirt business I thought we were musicians, what is this? You try to sell music, they look at you funny. It's not a transaction that necessitates money. Not with the true cunning of the kids in the know. But you look at them cheering, notice what? They don't sew. Don't go to the print shop and silkscreen their own. Yet they're always eating something to cover the torso. That's why MC Lars and I provide a product. Sit atop pie fashion inventory. You got it. Costume glasses, mouse pads, robot USBs, captains, are we? What? Industry. Rockefeller, Adam Smith. Rock a seller just like this Rock a crowd of rowdy kids So front of like, tell me this Is it all about the Washingtons Or all about the art? Indie rap, we're into that Following our hearts But part of the job I mean the other part from Karen Is taking t-shirt money Like we're modern robber barons MC Lars is in the t-shirt business MC Front is in the t-shirt business Look at us, we're in the t-shirt business I thought we were musicians What is this? Front a lot is in the t-shirt business MC Lars is in the t-shirt business Both of us are in the t-shirt business I thought we were musicians, what is this? Oh, we know every fabric weight, every dropship price, every line screen density, designs are precise. Cotton wool is so nice, blind eyes to child labor. You as the consumer are the lucky money saver. And we savor all your savvy as it leads you to our wares. Up in the gilded age of geekery, we so sneakily prepare this foolproof method to making just the shirts you want. From my top hat and my monocle and your money, I abscond. You see Horace Becker's harvesting the forest, need your home for the paper in the liner notes of every disc you own. You should have known that our sweat Shirts were pure baby seal. Go ahead and treat yourself. You love the way it feels. The appeals of the audience. Get back on stage. Where you at? About the merch booth trying to get paid. Got a hundred people covered. Build their arms stay bare. The only way we get to do it. Check the logos they wear. Because my man Lars is in the t-shirt business. My boyfriend is in the t-shirt business. Look at us, we're in the t-shirt business. I thought we were musicians. What is this? MC Lars is in the t-shirt business. Front a lot is in the t-shirt business. Both of us are in the t-shirt business. I thought that we were rappers. What is this? Get to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? 